0: Hello there and welcome to the good old days of radio show. This is John Teffteller, your host. It's Thursday and that means we are going to have another monster for you. Actually, in this show, maybe multiple monsters. (laughs) This is uh, an episode of the Mysterious Traveler from 1952. Mysterious Traveler was um, originally on uh, mutual radio. I'm not sure if this one is mutual or not. We'll find out when we hear it. But it started on Mutual Radio. Mutual was the kind of the fourth network. It was NBC, ABC, CBS, and Mutual. And Mutual didn't have quite the budget that CBS or NBC would have had. And so when they did their kind of strange shows like Mysterious Traveler, they had to depend on uh, not having like big orchestras and big name stars and all the rest of it. But they still did a good job, many times, getting good writing. And so you would get a really interesting episode. The most famous episode of all of The Mysterious Traveler is one that I don't know if if it exists, but all the old timers used to talk about it all the time. It was something called Five Miles Down. About going to the center of the earth or something And we'll have to see if that actually has been found and exists And if it does, we'll play it here one day Uh, But this one is called Strange New World From February 19th, 1952 And uh, my cohort here, Daniel, assures me That there are monsters on this show So we will see Here we go
1: The Mutual Broadcasting System presents The Mysterious Traveler. Written, produced, and directed by Robert A. Arthur and David Cogan and starring two of radio's foremost actors, Clifford Carpenter and Lawson Zerbe in Strange New World*. This is the mysterious traveler inviting you to join me on another journey into the realm of the strange and the terrifying. I hope you will enjoy the trip, that it will thrill you a little and chill you a little. So settle back, get a good grip on your nerves, and be comfortable, if you can, as we follow two young flyers on a routine flight, which suddenly deviated from normal and brought them to a strange new world. Our story begins aboard His Majesty's ship, the submarine Valiant, somewhere in the vast Pacific. Captain Farnsworth commander of the Valiant, makes his way along the narrow passageway of the submarine to the sick bay and uh, steps into the small cabin.
2: No. No, Pete, no. You're wrong. Wing flaps are down. Well,
1: we're gonna hit Pete. What? How is he, Higgins? Not too good, He's sir. Lord knows how many days it was adrift on that life raft. Did you find any identification on him? Oh, yes, sir. His dog tags. you they oh, sir. Thank you. Daniel Walker. Lieutenant, United States Air Force. Of course, sir. I knew from his lingo, sir, he was an American. That's quite so, quite so. Well, Higgins, you'll have to do what you can for him until we reach a ship with the doctor. Aye, sir. Pete?
2: Where? Where am I? I think he's coming out of it, Captain. Yes. Who, who are you?
1: Lie quietly, Lieutenant. I'm Captain Farnsworth. His Majesty's Navy. You're aboard the submarine
2: Valiant. We picked you up an hour ago. Pete. The island. I take it you were forced down while flying, Lieutenant. What happened? Happened? Yes. Pete, Mendez, and myself were flying the C-47 from Honolulu to Japan. There were only the two of us. Pete was the pilot I was holding down, co-pilot. We were attached to air transport and had a board of cargo medical supplies. We were six hours out of Honolulu, and I'd taken over the controls. Pete was relaxing in his seat, chewing on a chocolate bar. And hey, where's the newspaper we picked up in Honolulu, Junior? Right behind you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the good news? They exploded another atomic bomb in Los Alamos. Oh, yeah? Anything else of interest? Isn't that enough? Hey, what are you doing? I haven't seen that paper yet. I'm sorry. What are you getting so worked up about? What's one atomic explosion, more or less? Oh, you're just a kid. Wet behind the ears. (laughs) Okay, Pop, relax. I was there. The first one was used. Where? Hiroshima. Oh. Well, I didn't know that. There's a lot you don't know, Junior. Yeah, well, give me a chance, will you? You weren't on the plane that, uh, actually dropped it, were you? No. I was piloting one of the escorts. It must have been quite a sight. Yeah. I hope I never live to see another one. Yeah. Now, look at those clouds ahead. We may be in for a rough trip, Junior. Better let me take over. Pete, look at at our rate of speed. 125 miles an hour. Yeah. This typhoon we're bucking must be hitting peaks of 150 an hour. Right in the center of it. Wide open? Wide open. How about turning back? I can For We're an hour past point of return. We've been taking this beating for hours. When's it going to let up? That's hard to say. The worst typhoon I've ever seen. Look at the compass, completely haywire. Any idea where we are? No, not anymore. How long do you think we can take this? What I'm worried about is the gas. We're running low. Yeah, how much we got left? Two hours. Two and a half at the most. Well, that means we're gonna have to sit down and the drink. Yeah, our one hope is that this lets up and we find a ship to sit down there. You better prepare a life raft. Stock it with plenty of water and rations. Okay, I'll take care of it right away. Well, looks as though we've come through it. Yeah. Well, that was one to tell your grandchildren about. There go the engines. Okay, Junior, get back to the raft. we we'll be ready to launch it when we hit. All right, Pete. Put it down nice and easy. Those are my intentions, Junior. What's the altitude? Sixteen hundred. Fourteen. Water rough. Well, not too bad. 800, 600, four, wing flaps are down. Get ready with the hatch, Junior. Right. We're down to 100. Hang on. You okay, Dad? Yeah. Now, if you're fast, here, give me a hand with the rack. Right. It sure is a lot of water out there. Right. here. Climb in, will you? Huh? Oh, Yeah. Okay, let's shove off. So far, so good. We shoved off into a sea that was running plenty high. In a few minutes, the waves carried us off and the sinking plane was lost to sight. Pete rigged up a distress flag so we could be more easily spotted. And then we settled back to wait. For two nights and one day, we drifted in a fast-running sea with a heavy overcast. There wasn't a sign of a plane or ship. By the dawn of the second day, the overcast lifted and the sea became calmer. It was around noontime that Pete spotted the island. We rigged up a small sail and began paddling for it. Do you recognize the island, Pete? Have you any idea which one it is? Oh. No. your guess is as good as mine. Looks fairly big. Yeah. Hey, look. The channel through the reef, at the end of the lagoon, is directly ahead. The tide is helping to carry us in. Good. Sure we will to end up on those reefs. Brother, we're really moving. Yeah, another minute or two and we'll hit the beach. You think there might be some natives on the island? There should be. It certainly looks big enough. I don't see any huts or anything. No. Hold on, we're going to hit the beach. Yeah. Well, that does it. Hop out and give me a hand. uh, Drag it out of the water. Yep. Right. Sure feels good to be able to walk. All right, pull. Okay. That's it. A little more. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Hey, look at those coconuts. Yeah. Let's begin looking the island over, Junior. See if we can find any natives. Pete took some food and a canteen of water from the raft and we started walking along the beach, now and then cutting inland to look for water. It took us six hours to walk around the island. And the sun was just setting as we got back to the life raft. Sit down, Junior. Take a load off your feet. I don't mind if I do. Cigarette? Ah, nice. Well, we found fresh water. Signs that Natives had once lived here, but they sure aren't here anymore. No. That's strange, considering the island's three miles wide, almost two miles long. I've seen natives living on islands one half the size. I wonder why they left. Got any ideas? No. Well, it's just you and me. Sit tight and lead the right, ry- Riley. We're picked up. Yeah. And The first thing we'll do in the morning is... Run up a distress signal on one of the palm trees. We'll also get brushed together for fire. Check. Why do you say we have supper and turn in? It's been a long day. Okay, Junior.
1: Sounds like a good idea.
2: Pete. Pete. Wake up!
1: Huh?
2: What? Huh? Oh, what time is it? Two a.m. Two a.m. What are you waking me for? Go to sleep. Pete, I I heard something moving around in in, in the brush inland. Oh, probably wild pigs. Island's full of them. Go to. Sleep. It it made it made too much noise for a pig. Oh, holy smoke, Junior! It certainly wasn't an elephant. Well, maybe not, but. You hear that? Yeah. I heard. Does that sound like a pig in the brush?
1: Ah, maybe there's a herd of them.
2: Who's kidding who? Okay. Okay, where do I get my forty-five? All right, come on. Let's have a look. And step lightly. Sounds as if it's over that way. Yeah. And listen to that. It almost does sound like an elephant. Look, the moon's coming out behind those clouds. That's a break. Bright... Yeah, and we're getting closer. Yeah, we better take it easy. The sound of it, that 45 years isn't going to do much good. Hell, I got the feeling I'm, I'm dreaming all this. I've been on dozens of tropical islands like this one. Biggest thing you'll find on... Out... Many of them are wild pigs. That's no wild pig, brother. Yeah. That's why this seems like a dream. And the devil could it be. You see anything yet? No. Uh, Look out for those palm leaves. They're sharp. Yeah, okay. Listen to that. Good Lord. Look. It was like a nightmare. A nightmare you can't escape from. Try as you will. There, 50 yards away in a clearing in the underbrush was a monster. A monster that baffled the eye and brain for a moment then began to come into focus and take shape. What I saw before me was a water crab only a hundred times larger than the crabs that scurried along the beach. The monster crab in the clearing stood fully twenty feet high with legs the thickness of palm tree trunks. The antenna on its frightening head was yards long. And its eyes were unbearably evil, even from a distance. Its twelve legs carried it slowly but lightly through the underbrush. Don't move, Dan. We don't want to attract its attention. Pete, what is it? I don't know. It's a crab of some sort. Only a hundred times larger than any I've ever seen. Yeah, that's what I was thinking the size of it. it. must be at least 18 feet high. And those claws. You could park a car under its belly. I can't believe it. It's moving off. Yeah. Do you think there may be others like it around? I don't know. I hope not. Look, it's moving toward the beach. Yeah, I see it. Yet I still can't believe Maybe it's an hallucination. Both of us having the same hallucination hardly. What? Well, how do you account for it? I can. It's on the beach, going into the water.
1: Ah. Yeah. it goes.
2: God. Look. We better stay here, Junior. And just sit tight for the rest of the night. Well, it's good to see daylight again. Yeah. Let's take a walk over to that clearing in the underbrush. Where we saw it, huh? Okay. And what do you think about it? Well, I don't know. Well, maybe what we saw was just a fluke of nature. It's possible. Yes. Possible. What other explanation can there be? I've got one. But it's so incredible. Well, it's happened. I'll tell you later. I want to think about it some more. Well, here we are. Here's here's the clearing. Yeah. We first saw it by those palm trees over there. Look. The tracks of the monster. In the sand. Look how large and deep the tracks are. Yeah. It was a beautiful morning. Until now. Come on. Let's follow Okay. Now, they... They go through the brush here and, and towards the beach. Yeah. Yeah, this is... This is the way we saw it go. Oh. on. brush is flattened as though a tank had rolled through here. Sure, no problem following it. Look. This where it came out on the beach. Yeah, and there's the tracks on the sand leading into the water. It's out there. Somewhere, in the waters of the lagoon. Yeah. Look, let's unload the raft and then paddle out into the lagoon. What for? Holy smokes, don't tell me you're going looking for that monster. Well, not exactly, but I got a hunch, and I want to check on it. It's crazy paddling out into that lagoon. How how do you know it won't attack once we get out there? I don't. It's just a chance we'll have to take. But why? So that I can find the answer to all this. Are you going with me? Okay. I'm going with you. Look, Pete, for an hour I've been paddling you across the lagoon. All you've been doing is peering down into the water. They trying to spot the monster no well if it isn't a monster you're looking for what then stop paddling I think we found it found what take a look over the side into the water I don't see a thing oh the sun's been in your eyes keep looking towards the bottom till your eyes get used to the water uh, I don't see it wait a minute I can hardly make it out but there seems to be a wreck on the bottom a big one it hey, is a wreck That's a battleship you see on the bottom. A battleship? Yeah, don't you understand? This island. It's Bikini. Bikini? You mean... You mean where they dropped an atomic bomb on those old battleships? Yeah. A dozen ships on the bottom here. All sunk by atomic bomb tests. Bikini. Pete, you don't think the island's radioactive, do you? Well, not enough to do us any harm. It's been years since the test. You said you had a crazy explanation for that monster we saw last night. Does that tie in with all this? Yeah. How? Now, look, you'll think I'm nuts, but here goes. We dropped a bomb into this lagoon to see what an underwater explosion would do to those warships. Now, what are you getting at? We know what the atomic bomb did to the ships. But do we know what effect it had on the fish life here in the lagoon? Are you saying that the monster crab we saw last night... Was the result of the bomb dropped into this lagoon? Well, what other explanation can there be? Remember, Dan, the effect of the bomb on the survivors of Hiroshima left wounds and illnesses that doctors had never seen before. Now, who's to say that the radioactivity in this lagoon couldn't have caused fish life to multiply in size a hundredfold? It can't be. It just can't be. Well, why not? Radioactivity causing a crab to, to grow a thousand times bigger? Well, how else can you account for that monster crab we saw last night? I don't know. Well, think about it. Meanwhile, let's paddle back to the beach. The two of us paddled silently across the lagoon to the beach and dragged the raft out of the water. Time and time again, I found myself turning to look out over the waters of the lagoon as Pete's words ran through my mind. His explanation seemed an impossible one, and yet, well, what? other answer could there be? The two of us sat on the beach smoking, watching the moon come up over the lagoon of Bikini. Sure is a beautiful night. Yeah. you think they'll send search planes this way, Pete? Well, sooner or later, they'll find us. As long as we have fresh water and fish, we're okay. Yeah, I guess so. Pete! Look at the water, the lagoon. Holy smoke. Why, well, it's being churned up as though there were a dozen whales out there. Could it be whales? not in these waters. Pete, there's something enormous out, out there threshing around. Well, maybe it'll break through to the surface and we'll be able to see it. Could it be that monster crab we saw last night? Oh, it's something bigger, much bigger. Bigger? That would make whatever it is a couple, couple hundred feet in length. Yeah. The way the water's being churned up, the... Must be a fight going on out there. Look, they're coming out of the water. The Monster crab we saw last night. There's another one following. And still others. Dan, some of them are coming this way. Come on, we've got to get out of here. Put about our supplies. There's no time to grab them. Get a move on. This way. There were, there were dozens of them coming out of the water. Well, they came out of the lagoon, though so fleeing the fight that was going on out there. Whatever it is, it's. In the lagoon. I never want to see it. Well, it must be the side of the destroyer. We'll we right to, Pete. I'm getting bushed. All right, stop for a minute. Get our bearings, huh? Yeah. Do you hear that? Yeah. Those monster crabs. There must be dozens of them. Overrunning the island. Just our luck Can't see much now Those crabs This they sounds like they're all over the place Yeah Maybe we better push on No, no We might run into one in the dark We're better off staying here What of them seems to be heading this way Can you make out from which direction it's coming? No The moon would... Come out behind those clouds And hey, listen Coming closer. What are you doing with that 45? It's better than nothing. Maybe the sound of shots might frighten it off. It's getting closer all the time. But I uh, can't see it. Can you? No. Keep your eyes open. Sounds almost on top of us. Pete! The other claw. It ran fast. I Oh, lie quietly. Let me look. God Lord. Rip uh, it open. is Don't move, Pete. I, I, I'm going back to the beach for medical supplies. No, 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 no don't. No, it's too dangerous. It's no use anyway. No use. And die No No, Pete Uh, Listen, tell me You know, first First thing in the morning If raft is Still okay shove off Don't Don't stay here It's too dangerous Pete Let me go for the medical supplies No, 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 no When you're rescued Explain to them Strange new world Sea life multiplying hundredfold. Radioactivity of atomic bomb and Lagoon. Sea life will increase. Overrun. Seven seas. Hmm. sat there beside Pete's body for the rest of the night. Several times I heard monster crabs passing in the brush nearby, but I didn't leave. And the morning island was once again peaceful, tranquil. I buried Pete on a high hill and then returned to the beach. The raft was overturned, the supplies gone. I overhauled the raft, gathered coconuts, and a supply of water. By noon, I was paddling across the three-mile lagoon to the channel through the reefs that led to sea. As dusk came, I was several miles out to sea. Two nights and days slipped by without my seeing a plane or ship, and more days... Soon my water was gone. The days that followed were ones of thirst and torture. The will to live left me, and I lost consciousness. The next thing I remember was feeling hands lift me, finding myself here. Where did you say
1: I am? His Majesty, the Submarine Valiant.
2: Submarine Valiant? Yes. Where, Where did you pick me up? Fifty miles southeast of the island of Bikini. Bikini? Bikini. Now, you must lie back. Rest. What you need is sleep. Sleep. Sleep, yeah. That's it. Close your eyes. That's it, lad.
1: He's fallen asleep, sir. Yes. Poor devil. Did you catch his ravings about monsters and all that, sir? Yes. Mm. Poor chap is clearly out of his mind. Must be, sir. It is Ravens gives the one the, the chills. They do. It's quite so, quite so. Devil take it! What happened, sir? Feels as if we've hit a derelict. Carry on, Higgins. Aye, oh, yeah, sir. What, what was that? Well, woke you up, did it? Too bad. Well, we may have hit a derelict. It's hard to say. A captain's looking into it. Now rest easy, lad. Oh, me? What now? We've been tossed about like a ball. Oh, I'm dragging us down. Uh, nonsense, lad! I just slide back and leave everything. Now hear this. No. Now hear this. Captain Barnes was speaking. We are being attacked by some creature of the deep. All crew members to battle station. Oh, no. This is the mysterious traveler again. Did you enjoy our trip? Oh, what happened to the submarine Valiant? Well, after a two-hour battle with an unseen enemy, it managed to escape. But at a naval court of inquiry, Captain Farnsworth was at a loss to explain the nature of the enemy his submarine had been in battle with. Well, of course, there was uh, Lieutenant Dan Walker's testimony, but obviously the poor fellow was out of his head. Who ever heard of monster crabs 20 feet high and denizens of the deep as large as a destroyer? The court could reach no verdict in the matter of the submarine valiant, and there the case resting. Now, if uh, by some chance you should happen to take a voyage across the Pacific, and one night as you stroll on deck, you see a, a giant... Oh, you have to get off here. I'm sorry. But I'm sure we'll meet again. I take this same train every week at this same time. You have just heard The Mysterious Traveler. Now you can follow other tense and exciting adventures of The Mysterious Traveler in the current issue of The Mysterious Traveler magazine now available. In our cast with Clifford Carpenter and Lawson Servey. With Maurice Tarplin starred in the title role. Music under the direction of Emerson Buckley, composed by Richard DuPage. Bill Tonkin speaking. This program came to you from New York. For a behind-the-scenes glimpse into the workshops of the nation's top mystery writers, be sure to hear Mr. Mystery every week. The famous creators of your favorite fiction bafflers will be guests of Mr. Mystery. You'll hear short, short mystery dramatizations as well. Don't miss your chance for Plus Mystery Entertainment and hear Mr. Mystery and a well-known guest expert every week over most of these stations. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System.
0: Mr. Mystery. Don't think I've ever heard that one. Wonder what mystery writers they got to go on that show. Any of those out there? Who knows? Might be good, might not be good. That was A Mysterious Traveler, Strange New World, all about gigantic crabs created by a bikini bomb test, atom bomb tests. There was a film that came out shortly after this called Attack of the Crab Monsters, which is basically the same story. It was one of those mid-50s, Uh, Weird kind of sci-fi monster movies, low budget with giant crabs running around eating people. Probably the same story. Anyway, well, there you have it, The Mysterious Traveler. Okay, back next week with the last of our top ten monster shows. And I think I've saved the best one for last, at least it's my favorite of all time. I won't tell you what it is now. You can tune in or download or tune in or whatever it is you do to hear this uh, next Thursday and that will be the last one. And then we will move on to something else. We have some interesting things coming up for you in the future. So tell all your friends to listen to the good old days of radio show, send any questions to the good old days of radio show, Facebook page, and thank you for listening. And see you again. (laughs)